Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. You've just entered Off the Cut, episode 99, the Gretzky. Oh, the great one. The Gretzky. Hey, I was on Facebook uh, the other day. Lord knows why. And I was looking. You know how they have those things? It's like people you might know. I like. I'm just continuing the story. I have no okay. idea because I don't Facebook use Facebook. recommends people to you. It's <laughs> okay. people you may know. And I'm, I, I, I was like, oh, that's a weird name. Not seen that one before. And it was Paulina Gretzky. So it was Wayne Gretzky's daughter was recommended as a potential friend for me on Facebook. She's uh, not, right? She's not hard on the eyes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> evidently so. Uh, well, we're, we're getting distracted here. Yep. Pretty women Andrew are City. distracting us. Uh, <laughs> episode 99. We're up in Toronto and here today. To Oh, my God. Okay. Up in Toronto and here in Ohio today is known as Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024, which means the Green Series podcast sucks. Everybody knows that. But what doesn't suck is KM Tools, baby. That's right. For woodworkers, by woodworkers, if it's in their store, it's in their shop. Half of the stuff in the store was designed by Jonathan and his team, and the other half is just stuff that they really, really like, and they've you know figured that out through using it themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's all a great bang for the buck, high quality, mm-hmm. not going to be garbage that you don't actually want, and a huge, well, I can't say a huge, a portion of of all their proceeds goes towards the cats Moses woodworkers with disabilities fund who, and that way they can get hands in the tool tools. Oh my Lord tools in the hands of people who need it most. And if you want to get some tools in your hands Mm -hmm. every single month, we give away a 50. Well, Jonathan gives away a $50 gift card to cam tools. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast and you are automatically entered to win. Sign up for any tier. And it's it's heading your way. Yeah, it's beautiful. As a matter of fact, we actually want people on the lower tiers to win it. I just think it's it's such a nice story. And I know, yeah. like, I, I don't mean to disparage our higher tier patrons because obviously they're well, supporting the show immensely. Right. But <laughs> but it's just such a nice story to be like, yeah, I'm a patron on this thing. I pay three dollars a month and I got a fifty dollar gift card the first right. month. Right. It's fantastic. Right. It's exciting. Yeah. But huge shout out to Jonathan and his team for supporting the show. And uh huge shout out to our patrons who are also supporting the show. And you know sure. what, Zach? What's that? We got one and a half new patrons this week. I'm I'm curious about that half. Okay. I'm very curious about that half. But give me the whole one first. Yeah, yeah. So new patron, this is the name. Oh, I saw I saw this person in the Discord and I was like, I cannot wait to hear Eric try to pronounce this name. <laughs> okay, you ready? I'm just <laughs> yes. gonna go for it. If you say it quick and forcefully, it, it it's always right. Zarthalen. Zarthalen. Always interesting when there's an X in the name, right? Yeah. 
You never, I never know which name. way to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a name. That's an aggressive name. Now, what nationality do you think this is? Every time I hear an X set as a Z, I think Chinese. But the yeah. last half of the, like, Thalen, that doesn't sound particularly Chinese to me. So, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss. Okay, I'm going to go on Patreon. I'm not going to give you this, this individual's address or anything, but I'll at least tell you the country that they reside in. Okay, okay. okay. This will be interesting. Yeah, look at the most recent one. Fun fact, when you become a patron of the podcast, we get all of your personal information. We get your SIN number, we get your home address, <laughs> we get your checking account number, all your credit cards. It's beautiful. Ooh, okay, okay. And uh -huh. there is no information. Oh, mystery. Maybe they're from Mars. Uh, it's very possible. You know what this probably... Zar Thalen probably time-traveled oh, from a yeah, yeah. different galaxy. <laughs> Different dimension. <laughs> What's uh, the Andromeda galaxy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, oh, huge shout out to Zar Thalen for checking us mm -hmm. out and join in over in. They're going to get access to potentially win that gift card as well as get the, uh, like you said, Discord yeah, after, after show. show. All kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But this is exciting. Renee. AKA the Goblin Spanker. Oh. Upgraded to be a top tier patron for the entire year. What? You can do that? Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. Hey, you sign up for a, for a year, you get a discount, I guess. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Renee. That's fantastic. So now Renee is going to join that, uh, what is that, that monthly Ooh, the, video uh, chat that we do? Bring your own BYOC. Bring yeah. Your camera. That's right. So yeah. our returning top tier patrons that are helping us support the show, Renee, aka the Goblin Spanker. <laughs> I can get used to staying that every week. I can't. I can't too. Yeah, that's great. We've got Dan Armendariz, mm -hmm. Luke Schmidt, Chris mm -hmm. from Black Forest Creations, Josh at Freedom Workshop, Corey Duvall, and of course we got Dadu. Dadu, Whew. going strong. It's exciting. Well, yeah. I think we got a lot of the housekeeping stuff out of the way. Uh. Yeah, Zach, what yeah. have you been working on? What's going on over in up in Toronto? Uh, uh, I spent all day working on my nightstand project that I've been talking about mm. for the last little bit. So I was doing, I was making some drawers today. You'll be happy to know I got the undermount slides. Yeah, and it was it's kind of interesting. Like I'm playing around with them. They're different. The mounting procedure is very different. Yeah. versus conventional slides because you yes. know conventional slides you just take the opening, you subtract uh, an inch, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. make your boxes, right? Whereas the undermounts, I, I'm trying to figure them out because I'm going to need to make the drawer faces hang a little bit lower to cover them. Yes. And also, you have to have the sides of the boxes come down a little further. Half inch. Yeah, they had to come down a half inch. You can't just make the drawers flat bottom, which I normally like to do. So it's just kind of adjusting my procedure, figuring things out. They also have these clips that go at the back of the cabinet. You use those? Oh, those are like, yeah, it's just like a L-shaped metal piece. Yeah. That's if you're using a face frame that allows the, basically, you oh, hook I see. the yes. the uh, the front of the drawer slide onto the face frame. Mm-hmm. And then you don't use any of the screws along the side of the drawer slide. And then you basically attach that L bracket to the back of the cabinet. 
So like oh, okay. the rest of the drawer side basically is just floating. Oh, okay. So, but you don't need to do that if you're screwing it to the side. Cause I was looking at it. I no. was like, no, no, no. this feels like the extended warranty on a TV or something like that. I was like, I don't think I need this. I think I no, can just yeah. get away with screwing it into the side of the cabinet. Oh yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just, what right? I do, what I find the easiest is okay, yeah, I don't please. build the drawer. Okay, I build well, too late the cabinet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, say, I build like the cabinet or whatever is going in. I put the drawer slides in. Mm-hmm. Then I just take a tape measure across the drawer slide uh, side to side. And now I know how long the front and back pieces need to be. Then yes. you just slap the sides on those pieces. And now it fits perfectly in between those slides. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you just do a rabbit for the bottom panel. And it's a the half inch up and you're good to go. Uh, the slides that I bought actually came with a little thing. They were like, just measure the opening and then subtract three eighths of an inch if you're using half inch plywood. Oh, did you, where'd you get them from? Uh, I can't remember. I got them off Amazon. I can't remember the name of the company, but they're pretty decent. They're like, you know, they, they're well-made. They're soft clothes, all blah, blah, okay. blah. They look oh. like knockoffs of uh, the Bloom ones. That's what I was going to ask. Because the Bloom ones come with instructions that look like you're trying to send a rocket into orbit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're German, so that tracks, right? <laughs> right, right. And it's all metric too. And like, I don't have like a metric ruler. Oh yeah, that I really is. Need to get one. Yeah, mm. I, I just think every set of instructions. If you're gonna like, I don't know, just have both units. It's not that big of an ask if you're operating at the scale of a company like Bloom. You should have both units. Right. It should be you know three eighths of an inch, and then bracket whatever that is in millimeters. I don't even know. I supposedly live in a metric country. Four, maybe? Yeah. Five? Yeah, five. I think six. I think an eighth is three millimeters. So, yeah, I think six. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, you, I said, you it, said it confidently. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got I got my safety vest on and my, uh, my uh, clipboard in my hand, so I had to believe everything I say and give uh-huh. me access to every place. So you got the drawer slides in. It's a little different. How's how how is the rest of the project going? Good. Outside of that, so I've got everything all built. I just got to put it together. Oh, I had to do a little bit more finishing. That's what I was doing mostly today. Was you know sanding and okay. finishing and getting getting everything all ready. So yeah. are you like building it and then adding tech stuff to it after? Or are you kind of adding the tech stuff as you go? So far, I've only added one tech thing, and I haven't actually even added it yet, but I cut those recessed pockets for the wireless charger that are going to go on the top of it. And you'll be happy to know. So uh, what I did was I cut uh, a bow tie into the top of the nightstand, a big bow tie. Really? (laughs) Yeah. What? You don't like that? I hate bow ties. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, whatever, Mr. Anyway, but proceed. Uh, so I cut a big bow tie into it, and the bow tie is like six inches by, let's say, three inches. Okay. And I got um, a wireless charging coil that's actually five wireless charging coils wide. So anywhere you put your phone on that bow tie, and the bow tie is like essentially the size of a phone, so you got a right, lot of right. room. Basically, anywhere you put it on there, it's going to charge your phone. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I've heard of people doing wireless chargers built into nightstands before. And the biggest issue is how close 
do you mount the wireless charger? Basically, how thin of piece yeah. of wood can you have between the wireless yes. charger, the wood of the nightstand, and then your phone? Yeah. Do, you, do they make like super powerful ones now or what? They do make super powerful ones. Um, but the problem with those ones is they were sealed units. It was essentially like a plastic box that you slap on the underside of your desk. And they're just assuming you have a half inch thick desk or something okay. like that. So I ended up hogging it out so that there was like three sixteenths of material between okay. the bottom of the cabinet and the top of the cabinet where the wireless charger is. And I did a bunch of tests, like even my phone with its case on and everything will charge is perfectly fine. Okay. And does it charge slower when there's a bigger gap between the charger? Yes. I think it is a little bit less efficient when there's a bigger gap. Um, but that being said, like this system has three or five coils in it. So I wonder if that alleviates some of that issue as well. Like, I don't know huh. if it's firing up all five coils. So, yeah, that would be interesting if if it's like if you have two coils and your phone is positioned theoretically 50 percent over each coil, does it just operate one or is it smart enough to turn both on? Exactly. It's a good question. I don't really know the answer to that. Um, you should test that in your video. It honestly, it might appease yeah. some of the tech people. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think I will add that. Mm -hmm. um, and can you charge more than say? one device at a time on it? That's something I also have to test because my headphones, I have like the Samsung version AirPods okay. and those have a wireless charging coil in them. So it'd be interesting to see mm. if I can charge both at the same time. Uh, but in general, wireless charging is slower than cable charging. But on a nightstand, it's like, who cares? You put your phone yeah. on there when you go to sleep and when you wake up in the morning, it's charged and it doesn't matter if it takes, you know, an hour or two hours. Yeah. Right. It's not the... Oh my gosh, we're going out to dinner in five minutes. I need to juice up the phone real quick. That's not well, where, what you're going for. Eric, that's why I also have a quick charger built into the nightstand that will juice up my phone from mm. zero to 80% in like 15 minutes or something like that. <laughs> you I know got my base covered. <laughs> it would be so funny. Do you ever remember like as a kid, you'd see like the magazine, like the sharper image magazines and stuff mm -hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. And they would have these things called personal massagers on there. Oh, I yeah. always remember asking my parents, like, is this for your back? <laughs> and they're like, yes, they're so, like, yeah. no, oh, I, really? like, I think they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's for your back or whatever. <laughs> it would be so funny if like when you're showing that off and you're like, yeah, and then I can plug in our back massagers <laughs> and, and then just like skate right by in the video. I actually have, so I have a gag early in the video when I'm doing like the introduction. I'm okay. saying like, you know, there's all these things we put on our nightstands. Like you got your phone, you got a lamp, you got a smart home assistant, you got a clock radio. And then there's all the stuff that you can't show on YouTube. And I want to open my drawer and then just like blur out a big black dildo or something like oh, that. Oh, that'd be so... Put, just put like a cucumber in there and then blur yeah, exactly. it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or a domino. Or a, or a domino, yeah. It's got to look just absolutely massive. That's... Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think I can get away with just putting like a JPEG in there and then having like a really harsh blur over it. I think it'll yeah. still read. Yeah. Oh gosh, that would be so funny. <laughs> It'll be that'll be hilarious. You got to add some humor into something like oh, a like a nightstand bedroom. All right, I'm glad we were on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so have you across you've you have, have you come across any hiccups with that? 
uh, of the the project in 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 a whole. Nothing too severe so far. Just a lot of like a lot of learning with the the new drawer slides. I also did a lot of research with um, LED lighting. So oh. I originally I was just going to get like an off the shelf pair of uh, like an LED strip light from Philips Hue that Philips I've used Hue, yeah, for yeah. a lot of stuff. But then I was like, you know what? Why don't I take this opportunity to you know take a little bit of a more of a DIY approach to it? So I actually got this new kind of um, LED lighting strip. Where instead of, you know how most LED lighting strips have individual diodes, like every, you know, two or three inches, there's like a little unit. Yeah, depending on the density you get. Yeah, exactly. So I got one where it's actually a flexible strip the whole way through. Hmm. And that illuminates. I think in point of fact, inside that flexible strip is actually just hundreds of very small little diodes. Okay. But it gives the presentation of one thing and it's this kind of like new technology that's just kind of coming on the market now um so i took so uh is that is that an fcob a flexible chip on board yeah 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 yeah. a bunch of little diodes in a line yeah yeah but you can't see even like that um derek you can't see the individual diodes right no it just looks like a solid line yeah yeah exactly so that's, Nor are those yeah. substantially more expensive than I. You said the Philips Hue was already like a, you would consider that a premium product for sure. Um, these are kind of by the time I get all the parts and everything, it'll be about in line with what a Philips Hue okay. costs, but it's going to be much better than what the light you would get from a Philips Hue. Okay. And it's so the the trade off is you know there's more DIY. I'm gonna have to do a little bit more tinkering, a little bit more wiring up on my own, but I'll get a better light and okay. hopefully a, a better user experience too. So like, how much teaching. would you if you had to roughly stab per yeah, so, so uh, nightstand like fifty bucks worth of LED? Something like that. I, okay. it, I I bought the strip for seventy five dollars, and it's a five meter strip, so that's mm-hmm. enough to do both. And then I had to get um a controller for each nightstand, which was like another 25, 30 bucks. Okay. And then I had to get um, some like right angle connectors and stuff like that. It was just like 10 bucks. So, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, about 50, 60 bucks a nightstand, something okay, like that. That's not too bad. Now, yeah. are, are the lights going to piss Sophie off? No, I think she'll like them because the whole idea is to replace having a conventional nightstand light. Like, that you know how sense. everybody has a little lamp on their nightstand? Yeah, ours is hideous. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's actually kind of hard to find lamps that are actually nice looking, right? So it's right. like, why even have the lamp on top? Just have the lamp on the backside and project it on the wall. I No, I love the idea. I'm thrilled to see it. It'll honestly probably be an idea that I steal. Yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> I mean, please, by all means. So so you haven't added the lights in. Have you no. like built the light strain system yet? No, I'm. It actually just came in the mail uh, okay. when I was in the shop today. So I got home and they were like waiting on my doorstep. Oh. So I have to do a little bit of have a little bit of fun with that. But they go on the backside, so basically I can complete the entire cabinet and then just do those afterwards. And even if it's a little not super super clean, you're never really going to see it anyway. Nobody's ever going to see it. Yeah, that's good. So it's that's all good. Get all going to be very selectively filmed. <laughs> Get of just course. the right angle. <laughs> Same when the, if like you end up like destroying a corner of something or like you put finish on it and then you smudge the finish and you're like, oh, I got to redo that. You're like, I'm going to film this B-roll 
so you yeah. can't see it and i will fix it after the video's out yes 100 100 percent. so i know one of the things you were concerned about was how you're gonna do like the the green match like miters yeah. all the way around how did you end up cutting those so I ended up cutting them on the table saw. I took your advice. Okay. Uh, so I cut them first with a track saw into squares. Yes. And then I flipped over to the table saw and then cut the miters on the table saw. And yeah. it worked really well. I was actually, I would say it turned out better in terms of fit and finish than I expected. I thought I was going to have to like massage the corners a little bit to get everything to line up, but it just went together first try beautifully. So Nice. Very it's amazing. That. Like I think... You think that the miter saw, you know, when you angle it or whatever, you're like, oh, it's going to be right at 45. It it does move a little bit. Yeah, especially miter saws, like, um, and, you know, depending on the arm system, as you know from your rigid saw. Oh, God, don't get me started. The quality of the saw factors into it. And then the alignment of the, the fence and the mm -hmm. actual blade itself comes into play. And, so, you know, not every saw is perfectly 90 degrees. So all those things add up. And I was like, you know what? I trust my table saw more. I spent right. more time aligning my table saw than I have my miter saw. And it worked out good. Yeah. It just takes a little micro adjusting, like just sneaking up on that bevel to get it just in the right spot. And then exactly. you get just that razor sharp miter on it. I, I actually cut my hand in several I believe places. it. Because the miter was so sharp. Yeah? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And then I did um, biscuits in all the corners to help Ooh. kind of stabilize everything. Did you get that, the DeWalt uh, cordless biscuit joiner? I did. I actually really like that thing. It's nice, huh? I don't... I mean, it's kind of dumb that it's cordless. I Because... You don't really, well, I mean, I don't know. It is convenient not having a cable, but it's one of the last tools I would ever get the cordless version of. But it's just a really nice biscuit jointer. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just works well. I want to get a biscuit jointer and just mess around with it. But yeah. I don't know. I just, as I already have the domino, it just seems like it's redundant. Yeah, the nice thing about biscuits is they're smaller and cheaper. But realistically, like, for somebody with a domino like if you were when you did your um dining table did you domino every piece of the top of that together i did just because it makes the alignment much sure. easier when you're yeah. doing a glue up that that's big that that's yeah. that big actually yeah. on the media console that i the floating one that i've built a while ago video still not out yet mm -hmm. just to troll people and piss people off when I was gluing that panel up, I literally did a domino like every two inches. I think they're like 40, 40 or 45 dominoes across the entire panel. That must have been so expensive for you, though. Isn't that like that's got to be like 20 bucks worth of dominoes? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It definitely was at least 10 or 15 bucks worth of dominoes, but it was more of just a. Just a shot at the trolls to see if people yeah. get mad about it. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, I you, you got a nice crusty joint. Oh yeah, the joint was great, super good. It's not uh, going anywhere. No, but yeah. so okay. So you got it. You got it together with the biscuits and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you do the tape thing to like wrap the miters or? Did I didn't you... actually have to. So what I did is I have a back panel that's made out of plywood in it. Okay. Um, and so I did a dado the whole way around. Ooh. And then I like attach, like basically folded all the pieces onto that piece of plywood. Oh. So it was kind of like, yeah. 
And that helps keep things square too. Yeah, helps keep things square. I had this crazy clamp set up with like, you know, I did like a cube of clamps essentially right. and just right. did it all in one shot and it worked really well. Look at this guy, Derek. He's he's woodworking. He's using terms like dado. I don't even <laughs> no. recognize this guy. <laughs> no. It's crazy the transformation that happens to me when I spend a few weeks in the shop. <laughs> so now after after you know doing some woodworking stuff, are you like, man, I want to get back to 3D printing? Kinda, yeah, kinda. That, that's fine. Like I think I'm gonna like I'm going to try and maybe alternate like if I can, we'll see if this actually works out this way, but do like one woodworking project, one kind of 3D printing techie project and keep going yeah. back and forth. The problem is though, finding things that actually need around the house or want around Dude, the house. Right? You're telling so, me. So I know, I know. <laughs> Preachers of the choir, right? So yeah, I, I know a lot of people that literally just build stuff and just give it away. Yeah. I might, I might have to start doing stuff like that. I wonder if there's a way that you could do like, I, I'm making this up, right? You build another retro console and you're like, I don't, I don't need this damn thing. Yeah. Do you give it away to patrons? Yeah, that's an idea too. That's definitely a very good idea. I have so many effing people emailing me like, Hey, can you make me one of these console things? And so they're I, like, I don't, I don't care. Like I'll pay whatever it costs. It's like, I just don't have any interest in it. It's right. I don't, I, I you made it once. You don't want to make it again. Exactly, exactly. This gets into our whole discussion we've had before of like, yeah. this yeah. is why we don't do production work. Because once yeah. we make something, we never want to touch it again. That's so true. That's so true. I get people that ask me. I, I, I got a couple because then my chessboard video is blown up again. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the, I get people not, ask the old one. I was, not like two years the old ago. one. Yeah, not the new one. Because the new one's not even out yet. The new one will no. be out in two years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> new one will be out, you know in four presidential election cycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, get pe I had three people today say, hey, can you, s not even can I buy that? I, oh, I really, I started watching your channel, really enjoy it. I'm like, oh, thanks so much, you know. They're like, can you send me that chessboard? And I'm like, what do you can mean? You They're like, well, my, like one guy was like, my birthday is coming up. It'd be great if you'd send me the chessboard. I go, it's been in the, with the client for two years i can't just steal it from them isn't that like a central i haven't seen that video in a while but you like you talk about how it's for somebody in the video right, right. and i tell them how the the client made an awful choice on the router bit. yeah 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 oh that really pissed <laughs> people off too oh really oh well, people are like that is not a way to conduct business you do not talk about your <laughs> clients like that it's like the clients was one of my buddies like yeah yeah. I was like, dude, this is a horrible choice. This is hideous. She goes, that's what I want. <laughs> Roman OG. But, What's your, yeah. okay, I got to look that up. That's the profile of the bit? Roman OG yeah. bit. It like it looks like something you would see at someone's grandmother's house. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, recognize it when you see it. It's kind of like a bell shape. Like yeah, it's not good. Bell. It is not good. That should be everyone's New Year's resolution. Is to get no, rid of the Roman OG. Roman OG. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make any New Year's resolutions this year? No, I didn't. I you know what? I'm not big on the New Year's resolutions because A, nobody keeps them. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not and B, wrong. it just it feels so forced. Like if I'm a big believer that if you were going to make a change in your life, you shouldn't like be like, I'm gonna do it in a month. 
Because if you push it off a month, right. you're just never going to do it. Right. It's always you're always going to be kicking the can down the road. So if there's something you want to change about your life, just start doing it today. I. That's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Don't wait sure. a month. Get <laughs> off your ass today. and do it today. Yeah, that's not bad. So, I, I I'm the same way. I'm not a huge New Year's resolution like person. A lot of people are like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds or whatever. Yeah, like mine are more broad and general. Like mm. the one that we were like, you know what we should do this year? We should make a conscious effort to eat just more vegetables. Yeah, that's like, a good one. That's fair, right? Yeah. Like we're not making any sort of monumental life shift, but like mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can can argue that, you know, eating a little bit more vegetables is better for you. So that's I'll give you I'll give you another one that's unarguable. I think this is a, a resolution I made in previous years, but then abandoned. Uh stretch more. Oh would anybody ever like there's you can't talk shit about Oh, there's the explicit. You can't uh, talk shit about stretching. Like it's. <laughs> I don't know. There are probably some anti-stretch assists out there. You think? So? I mean, there's there's somebody out there for everything. So you're probably right, but can't be that many people. I feel like I made that resolution many many years ago, and it lasted for a couple days. And you're like, I'm not. I'm not getting on the floor. I'm too old to get on the floor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's all the years of lots of stretching. I know that's true. That's true. <sighs> I think I stretched religiously for like two months or something like that. I was like, I'm not any more flexible. If I have to put more than two months into it to see any results whatsoever, I'm not interested. What do you need to be more flexible for? I don't know. Doing the splits. Yeah, it's a great question. Why do you need to be more flexible? But as a mid thirties male, when are, when have you ever gotten in the situation where you're, you know, you're in a jam and you're like, man, if I could do the splits, this would really get me out of this right now. I know. I know. (laughs) Have you ever been like laying on the couch or maybe laying in bed and you reach for something that's a little bit outside of your grasp and you're, you kind of get like a weird muscle pain or you lock up a little bit. (laughs) Oh yeah. You, you yeah, so that's that, that would be that would be the main thing that I would be looking for stretching to alleviate. <laughs> yeah, I tell I you where doing that. the splits pays off. Okay, only you, fans. you can get a payoff on the splits. Well, no, if you're in a John Claude Van Damme lookalike contest. Oh yes, hundred percent. You know, I hate to say I know the reference. I don't even know what this guy looks like. <laughs> I I know him exclusively. As the guy who did the splits between two oh. semi trucks. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I I see the. I yeah. see the. He's from Belgium, huh? Yeah, I mean Van Dam. The muscles from a... Brussels. Okay, five ten. How come all these guys that are in movies are known for just being like jacked back in the day, or always super short, like Arnold so short. Schwarzenegger? Chuck oh, is Norris. Arnold? Is Arnold Arnold's like six foot? No, he's I thought tall. Arnold was like five something. No, Hold he's on. Tall. I'm look this up. First day or height. They always lie though. What oh, it says he's six two. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, Sylvester Stallone is five ten. Maybe that's what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that I could see. And Ronnie Coleman is five eleven. Like okay, okay. Or like Tom Cruise is like four foot three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking. I watched um, the Green Mile recently. Oh, and 
Michael Clark Duncan was a huge guy. Oh yeah. But they also shoot the movie in such a way that like I think he's like six three or six four or something like that and just six five. Six five. But they shoot it in a way that he looks seven feet tall. Oh yeah. They have him like, you know, they have him standing next to Tom Hanks and he'll be standing on an apple box or something like that. <laughs> that guy was absolutely massive. Like, how does that guy fit through a door? I don't know. Great question. He died, right? Yeah. yeah I oh, think. man, he died a while ago. 2012. Yeah, it was like yeah, a bad. lung cancer or something. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. I, I thought know. it was a heart thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They say... They say short people live longer because their hearts don't have to beat as hard. It's less work to pump the blood around your whole circulatory system. That makes sense. I'm officially changing my height to five foot. <laughs> I'm going to identify as a five footer. <laughs> well, well, somebody wanted to uh, to officially say that the podcast is a five out of five. Oh, yeah, five star review. Nothing makes you got me a five happier. star review, baby. And speaking of uh, of hearts, they sure. said that the uh, the podcast lowered their blood pressure by fifty. Is that good? I don't know. Do you know how blood pressure works? I was talking about this with a friend of mine. I'm, you get two numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of them is like the 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 force that your that your heart ejects the blood mm-hmm. from your from the holes in your heart i'm not a doctor mm-hmm. obviously people and the other is the force that the blood returns back into the other side am i anywhere near being right i don't know I, it was a legitimate question because i have no idea i'm just curious <laughs> people say like lowered my people say lowered my blood pressure by 50 points i was like is that a good thing or is that like okay. or do we okay. take this guy to the, the brink of death <laughs> okay so so blood pressure is the force of blood pushing against the artery walls okay the force is generated with each heartbeat as blood is pumped from the heart into the blood vessels the size and elasticity of the artery walls also reflects blood pressure uh okay so hold on Blood pressure is recorded as two numbers, such as 120 over yes. 80. The larger number is the pressure in the arteries as the heart pumps out blood during each beat, so you're right. Uh, the lower number is the pressure at the as the heart relaxes before the next beat. So it's like peak and trough, which makes sense. Okay, okay. Well, speaking of this, I actually had to get my blood pressure taken yesterday. Oh. Dude, and... I had the weirdest thing happen. So what is it? I don't know if I told you. I could tell you guys about my finger. No. No. We okay. talked about your nail a couple podcasts ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So is that other hand, finger? Um, I saw so we you know, we uh, a week or two ago we went skiing on the bachelor party or whatever. I get back to our place and my buddy goes, dude, what happened to your hand? Uh-oh. And so I'm like looking like, oh, like I like, you know, cut myself on, on something or whatever. And I'm like, where, what? He goes, your finger. And I'm like, which one? Because I like, I had no signs of like trauma or pain or anything. Right. Yeah. And my finger. So let's see if this comes up is like literally oh, turned like Bruce. purple. Oh, yeah. Down. Wait, like, that just looks like burn. I just got an absolutely insane bruise. Yeah. Swollen like crazy. 
And my buddy's like, dude, you probably shattered your finger. I'm like, but like I can move it. No problem. No pain. Zero whatsoever. Hmm. Strangest thing in the world. And that guy. Go ahead. Pins and, need- pins and needles or anything? No. Whoa. So, you know, it ended up going away like two or three days later. So I was like, I don't know. This is the best part about being a guy, by the way. Like, anytime <laughs> something's wrong with my body, I'm like, I can give it a week and see what happens. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and somebody's on. like, no, you got to go to the doctor right now. I'm like, nah, it's fine. I'm just going to wait and see. Oh, I told the guys, I was like, none of you guys are going to tell Mandy that this happened. Because if it did, she'd be like, come home now or like <laughs> call 911. Call the president of the United <laughs> States. For everybody who's listening at home, Eric's finger looked like an eggplant. And he was just like, it's fine. I'll just I'll just leave it. <laughs> Literally purple, like purple, black, green, all of the colors. <laughs> it was like my middle finger was like bigger than my big toe. It was so big. Like if I would go to close my hand, my, my finger just like it was up like another like inch or two. It was oh, so wow. fat and swollen. But anyway, so it went off like it ended up returning to normal like two, three days later. So it's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. Then I was at the gym and I was actually telling the story to, uh, you know, one of my buddies at the gym. And then he's like, wait, yeah, your finger looks fine now. I was like, I know that's the wild thing. You know, I did a little bit of workout and then I was just, you know, shooting shit with him later or whatever. And he goes, dude, your <laughs> finger. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it came back. Wow. So was it like a full moon thing or maybe have like yeah, a weird finger? Laying your finger on something? That's the thing. I didn't. And I'm in, I mean, I'm like not trying to be the hard ass. Literally zero pain. I have oh. no idea what's going on. Wow. So Miranda's like, you need to go to the doctor. And I was like, I'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So then several more days passed and it's like still kind of swollen. So I ended up going to, you know, to the doctor or whatever, get in. And the Mm -hmm. guy's doing all this test and this guy's just so perplexed. He's like, he's like, I have never seen this before. (laughs) He goes, you're in no pain. He was doing all these tests. He's like, push on my finger, you know, squeeze this, squeeze this. And I was like, I'm telling you, there was zero pain. (laughs) He was like, all right, close your eyes. I'm going to like, you know, do like a, a feather on your finger. So I was like, yeah, I can feel it. Like I, <laughs> I feel everything. It's it's not normal. And he's like, he goes, the only thing I can think of is you just like burst a blood vessel. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. He goes, we, we don't need to do any imaging because it's like, it's clearly not broken. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. it took my blood has, pressure there. I was good though. Has it come back since? Uh, It's, uh it's moderately yeah it looks like, a little purple it's a looks little like a, purple but yeah shaded. huh i don't know Marvel. i was my my initial theory was that maybe it was something to do with the cold because you're out snowboarding but then if it happened That's at the gym too huh. yeah yeah i don't know so wow, i paid 25 dollar copay and they didn't do a damn <laughs> thing this is this is the other part of why I never go to the doctor is uh, palsy. Ninety nine percent of doctor visits, you can guess what the outcome is going to be. Like for instance, my buddy twisted right. his ankle playing ball hockey, 
went to the doctor. I was like, doctor is going to tell you to ice it and stay off it for a couple days. Right. I was like, boom, I just saved you a trip to the emergency room. He's like, eh, but still, I should probably go anyways. I'm he like, went to the emergency room? Yes. Yeah, yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is that so? I I know Canadian healthcare, and we, Canadian we don't need healthcare. to go down that whole oh, thing. Yeah. But like, if you actually want taken care of, you can just basically have to go to the emergency room. Yeah, it's like go. it's it's kind of like the it becomes this like sorting area. It's like the first entry point to a hospital, kind of. If top you of need the to funnel. Top of the fu- exactly. The emergency okay. room is top of the funnel in Canadian healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the way it should be done, but it is when you don't. You guys call nine one one if you have a, a slight slight cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Actually, that is a hack that a lot of people use to get because the lines in emergency rooms here are ridiculous. You can wait six eight hours in line at the emergency oh, room, geez. no problem. But if you arrive in an ambulance, they'll take you Here, right, right away. So a lot of people will then call ambulances for minor things so they can bypass the line at the hospital. They don't get fined or anything for that? You have to pay, but it's not that much. It's like, it's, it, it's I think, $200 for an ambulance ride or something like that. And when you balance that against waiting in the emergency room for eight hours, it's like, oh, okay, maybe That's it's fair. kind of worth it. <laughs> so like if you, like your body twists his ankle or whatever goes in the yeah. emergency room, did you have to pay any money to get seen? No, no. See, that is a benefit. Yeah, yeah. That would have been like thousands of dollars here. But but you pay. Yeah, that's true. But you pay in your time is the the annoying thing. True, true. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, anyway, so the review that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that we should just call this podcast the tangent podcast. It is what it is. It's still better than green suitors. Available on Apple and Spotify. Um, I noticed you missed the uh, available on Apple and Spotify earlier when you said that the Green Suited podcast sucks. So I'm oh, glad you got it in there. Yeah, people yeah, know but that it's still it's available on Apple and Spotify. And all yeah, if you want to listen to hot trash, that's where it's at. <laughs> They've been hitting us hard. We deserve. We 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 owe them a few. I know. I yeah. know. I even did Jason a solid. What did you do for Jason? I hooked him up with the brand. Oh, but she hasn't responded to him and he's really pissed off about it. So (laughs) (laughs) in all fairness, she hasn't responded to me either, but drew wit. If you're listening to this, tell her to respond to my damn email. Cause I set you up with her too, man. Oh, I should get like a, like a finder's fee for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You should. Yeah. Yeah. Affiliate commission on brand partnerships. Yeah. You should. You're basically an agent at that point. You should get That's twenty what points. I'm yeah. yeah, I get Mark's percentage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, podcast review. <laughs> this one comes from Sideburns eighty five. Do you think this oh, is a uh, guy name. from Billy Madison? Yeah, I do. I do actually. Okay. Sideburns eighty five says lowered my blood pressure by fifty. For everybody, that was where we got the blood pressure tangent. If not for off the cut podcast, I would probably be dead. (laughs) Who would have thought that becoming a seltzer expert, cold hot dog activist, and knowing that my cheap shampoo is normal could be so life changing? (laughs) Well, it's not. But in a world of anti miter saw propaganda, these two shine bright like a diamond. (laughs) 
I couldn't say it. I could not say it better myself. That is a glowing review. That is the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me. So if you don't want to go to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast and financially support us, leave a review. It costs you nothing. Mm -hmm. And if it's uh, you make it five stars, we'll read it. Get your name on the podcast. That's right. Well, let's see. I had a question from somebody. Yeah, you mentioned this in the pre-show. Yeah, they they they're you know been messaging back and forth a little bit. And this is a classic example of when someone sends me a message and I want to respond in a meaningful way to actually provide value. And I was basically like, listen, we, we were talking before and, and he listens to the podcast. I was like, I cannot provide you insightful commentary over a text message. So I'm going to do this over the podcast. So this is a one from Biscuit Tree Woodworks. And it says, hey, Eric, just started listening to Off the Cut podcast. Uh, Green Suitor sucks. I'm really starting off on a good, yeah. on a good spot. Solid. Knows how to get on our good side. Yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying it and picking up some great tips from you guys. Nice. Hmm. I don't know what podcast he's listening to. He uh, must have us confused, but let him keep going. Yeah, we'll keep going. I appreciate the flattery. You mentioned that you just changed your website from Squarespace to Shopify. I'm using Squarespace and want to start selling plans for some of my builds. I did a free trial on Shopify and was pretty unimpressed with it. Hmm. Seemed like everything I tried to do required me to subscribe to another app. Um, so on, on Shopify, apps are basically like like plugins, if, sure. if you will. Um, yeah. For ten to twenty dollars per month, I just started just starting this up and can't afford to be nickel and dime to death. I get that. That's fair. How did you did you have a bunch of apps on your website? Any tips or suggestions? I don't know if you've already done this, but I'd love to hear. Uh, okay, uh, we'll answer the first question first. So, okay, Zach, you're on Squarespace. Uh, yeah, technically. <laughs> so is your Zach Phil's website is that a Squarespace? No, that's a WordPress site. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I your also Squarespace don't have any... site is My... the podcast one. Yes, which I don't think we've updated. I'm pretty sure if you go on the podcast website, it's like it has the first three episodes listed and then nothing else. Well, it's because you had to do it for an ad read. That's right. That's right. right. I got paid to plug a product and the show at the same time. Right, I felt I felt that like was that was genius. a big win at the time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> if I ever do like a, a Shopify one, I'm gonna like basically just plug all of my products and like how I sell the stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's w one of those great things. So, okay, yeah. So I don't feel like I can c comment very, I don't know, authoritatively on this okay. question. But okay. so let me turn let me turn the lens back on you. Okay. How many plugins do you have on your store to do it or apps? So I have shop. Of, I'm I'll pull it up right now. I can yeah. tell you, I do not have any that are paid for. I do okay. not pay for any additional apps. So technically um, in order to sell plans on your Shopify store, there's, there should be no reason that he would need to, use a third-party app correct so okay. there's an app called digital downloads it is made mm -hmm. by shopify it is 100 for free so okay. basically when you add a product to your store 
um, you just mark that it's a digital download. And then under the digital download app, it'll be, you know, like miter saw stand. Mm-hmm. You go to the digital download app, you upload the miter saw stand file there. Then when anybody buys the miter saw stand plans, excuse me, not only can they instantly download it from your website as soon as they um, check out, but they also get an email with the files as well. Okay, so it's like product fulfillment for digital files, essentially. Right, so it's 100% free. And is that the way that normally works? The first-party apps from Shopify are free, and then the paid ones are third-party? Yeah, I, I could be wrong that they might have ones made by Shopify that are not free, but I have not run run across any. So the idea of, of like these apps on Shopify is like, say you want to have like product reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, You can download these apps. So, you know, that all this stuff naturally integrates, or if you want, you know, the ability for customers to upload their own photos of like, say mm. you, you run a clothing company and you want to upload like your own photos of people wearing your clothes and stuff like that. That would be like an app that you yes. would add to your store. Yeah. Um, I don't use any that are paid. So the apps that I have are digital download, which basically allows, like I said, you to download those things for free. Um, one called search and discovery which basically allows people to filter. Um, so if you like go on my website, you might be able to do a drop down and be like, oh, I want to filter it by different classifications okay. or, or categories or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then email. Um, so that's, you know, if somebody signs up for your newsletter, it's just all integrated in Shopify. I don't have to go to like MailChimp or anything like that. Um, oh, so Shopify handles your entire email list for you? Right. Okay, right. okay. Which is nice because they ha- yeah. they have these like automated campaigns you can set up like abandoned cart things. So like if somebody yeah. comes to your website, they add it in your cart and then they haven't gotten an email from you in the last week or two. It'll be like, hey, we noticed that this plan is in your cart. Like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like cool. that. Um, what was like, Do you have access to that email list? Like theoretically, say three years down the road, you're like, I don't like Shopify anymore. I'm going somewhere else. Can yeah, you yeah it's all yours. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, you cool. just download the, the data as a CSV. So what I'm imagining is that they're trying to, to make Shopify a website that it's not. Shopify mm-hmm. is 100% designed for e-commerce. Squarespace yes. has e-commerce capability, but yeah. it's more of a, of a, of a portfolio yeah. or yeah. showing things off. Like, if you want to have tons of photos and videos, yeah. Squarespace, don't use Shopify. Yeah. If you, I would say if you're, it's what, what's your primary focus? Is your primary focus selling things? Then Shopify is your absolutely. primary focus showing off your work or, you know, maybe I, I don't even know. I get, you could use Squarespace for like a blog or something like that, but it's not great. It's not great. It's it's definitely substandard to something like WordPress. Oh, for, for sure. A blog. So it's different tools for different jobs, I would say. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Right. But I, I trust me. I totally understand the feel like you're you're you know you just get started. You'll be nickel and dime to death. Oh yeah. I remember looking. I'm like, 
oh my God, this is $5, $10 a month for a website. I was like, I can't afford this. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like, I genuinely get it when I started that. I remember I well, I still am to some degree, but a serious cheap ass when I started oh, my yeah. content creation journey. Like, I wouldn't pay for anything. Because when you're not making any money, it's really hard to justify the added right. expense of these things, you know, you're $75 paying five dollars a month for Adobe when you're losing money. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's a lot like, of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I got to pay for materials and I got to pay for Adobe and I got to pay for Squarespace. It's like, Oh, it all like adds up so quickly. Right. So. Right. But if you're looking to just do plans, go Shopify and do get that digital download app. But if you're looking to like post tons of videos on your website, yeah, it's not it's not going to be easy to do it with with Shopify. I spent forever looking at those apps, trying to find like a photo gallery app that I liked on Shopify. And like he said, they're all like ten, twenty dollars a month. And I tried the free trial and I was like, these are clunky, like they don't look yeah. good. So I just basically abandoned that. And my website is a hub to buy things. Like, it's just a, it's essentially just an online store at this point, right? Point, right. There's not you, you don't have blog posts anymore or anything on there, do you? No, because I analyze all the traffic, and eighty to ninety percent were going to tools I used in mm -hmm. my store, mm -hmm. and any other traffic was people clicked on on like a a project post. And then immediately would click the plans for that project. So they're basically using that as a directory to get them to the plans. Yes. Yeah. So I found that for me particularly, this isn't for everyone. All of my website traffic was going to buy things. So I was like, why don't I just save myself the hassle and just make this easier for everyone? And I've yeah. noticed a dramatic increase in sales since I've switched over to a purely store-based website. Yeah, well, I would imagine it's just so much less friction between right. the person, the end right. user, and what they want to get, right? So, right. somebody goes to your website and they want to buy a set of plans from you, and they had to first go to the blog post, read the whole story right. about how you made that thing, and then right. find the link to the store to buy it. Or, you know, it's just right there at the front of the page. It's that right. much easier. Yeah. So yeah. that that's my summary of the Square or Shopify Squarespace thing. The follow up question was: I don't know if you guys have already done this, but I'd love to hear you guys talk about email lists slash campaigns mm. on the podcast. I just yeah. started collecting emails because I've heard from so many people emails are very valuable for the their business. Do you guys have any advice slash experience to share? So I'll come out right now and out myself as a emailless virgin. I've never actually tried to No, really. Yeah, I've never actually I've it's one of those things that I've kind of had on my to-do list for a long time. Okay. I I always kind of figured I would integrate it into doing a website overhaul. I would do the email list at the same time that I redo my website. Yeah. And uh yeah, I've just been I've been pretty bad about that. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do recognize that it is obviously a very powerful tool, especially for a creator on YouTube, because I think you can drive a lot of traffic to yeah. your videos. And, you know, potentially not even just I have a video coming out 
this week and I want to drive traffic to it. But you, if you have a massive email list, you could drive traffic to an old video. Right. Like say you don't have it, you have a weekly newsletter. It's like, oh, I don't really have much to talk about this week. Oh, I'll just throw an old email in there or something like that. Yeah. So I think it is a very powerful tool that creators should get on board with. And yeah, you hear about some of these guys. Look, I have an email list that's got 500,000 people on it. Or right. Whatever. Right. So. Yeah. So I started growing email list just because I heard people say you were supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was doing with it. So I was like, why don't I, why don't I just start? I got to have to start somewhere. I can't do an email campaign if I have no one on my list. So I was like, I will just start collecting emails. And it could be as simple as um, put something in in your website checkout that says, I click here if you would like to be, you know, subscribed to future news and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's, you'll pick up a couple here and there. Yeah. So I've been doing that for, I don't know, two, three years. And I have 13. 19,920, which I feel like that's pretty Pretty good. good. I I think the way to turbocharge it is to do those giveaways, right? Oh, yeah. I got like two or 3,000 from that last giveaway that I did. And that was for a relatively low value item, right? Like, I think it's like 150 bucks or something. And I think probably, you know, two to 3,000 email addresses probably worth that to you, to, to your yeah. business, right? Right, like, right, right. Um, yeah, so that's something to think about. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you used to remake one of your consoles to get, do a giveaway with. I know. Well, totally. Yeah. And we just like we were talking about earlier, it's like, what are we going to do with all this damn furniture we keep building? It's like, right. well, you give it away in exchange for email addresses. Right. And so. especially if you use like, that gleam service yeah. that does all that stuff for you collects all the info. Like it's, it works out pretty nice. I mean, yeah. my suggestion would be start an email list. Even if you don't know what to do with it, just yeah. start collecting the information and you can figure it out later. Actually, um, I would say do, do what you're saying, but come up with some sort of cohesive plan before you start. Okay. actually utilizing it because i do worry that if you get this reputation for just spamming people with useless emails yeah. it's people are going to then associate you with the guy who spams them all the time that and your the value of your emails is going to drop to zero and they're never going to get opened so have like yeah. some sort of idea but definitely start building a list like i would and i would start building my list months in advance of actually sending anything out. oh yeah The perfect example I give is don't be Old Navy, Gap, or Bath and Body Works. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You sign up one time to get that coupon, and they send you, no joke, four emails a day. Yeah, There is no value coming there, and you just get pissed off when it shows up in your email box. I send like six emails a year. Yeah, I'm. You know what's funny about your emails too is you have it configured so that it says the person's first name at the start of the email. Because well, I get yeah, them all I don't the time. know if, if Shopify does that now, but oh, interesting. Well, your old ones used to because it would always say, "Hey, Zachary," and I'd be like, "Why is Eric calling me by full name?" And then I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it's because I'm on his email newsletter." <laughs> right, right, right. 
Yeah, and mine would basically be like when a new video came out, I would send out like a an email like a week or two after it came out or just like, mm. hey, I'm running a huge sale, like all plans are 50% off or like something like yeah. that. And it's yeah. nuts. I mean, you can drive a lot of sales from something like that. But yeah, I was always, I always felt hesitant of whether or not I was providing value and there would be some emails i'd write and i was just like mm, no i'm not sending that out yeah because you have I a lot of power with the email list and you can't abuse it yes yeah i think that's a great way to put it i think i would almost want to hire i would want to do what I, I hope jonathan doesn't mind us saying this but jonathan has a newsletter writer that he yeah. hired to do all of his emails yeah uh he doesn't write I, them <laughs> yeah, he doesn't write them personally. I mean, I'm sure he still has some input on them, but he's hired a professional to do, yeah. do a lot of it. Right. Uh, and I would almost want to do something like that because I think so if you're going to... Yeah, well, offload it, but like, you know, have somebody be able to really like sit down and spend the time to think about the most effective email to really return value. Because it is a full-time job, essentially, yeah. if you're going to do like a weekly email. Oh my God. I mean, just think of like how much time do you and I put in in YouTube videos and stuff like that? Imagine yeah. if we put that much time, effort, and thought into an email. Yeah, exactly. Like you can return a lot of, you know, get a lot of return on investment. For sure. So in summary, start an email list, even if you don't know what to do with it, but then have a plan. Don't spam people. Yeah. It, and we're in the day now, or at least I am. If I get an email and I get no value from it, I'm instantly unsubscribing. A lot of time when I'm, you know, you're sitting in a doctor's office or you're sitting at the DMV waiting to be called up, I'll just sit there in my inbox and like unsubscribe to right. BS yep. emails. <laughs> you want your email to be like a YouTube video that somebody goes, Ooh, Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's a great what's way. What's this put from it. Zach? Yeah. Haven't gotten an email from him in a while. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people should want to open your email, right. which is hard to do. It's that would be extremely hard to do. Ninety nine percent of these big companies can't even figure out how to do it. No, no. And if you want, if you want to start collecting people's email, you can't just be like, "Hey, give me your email," and, and check out. Some people might be interested in what you're doing, but offer them something. Like I have, yeah. I think on my website. I'm like, hey, if you subscribe to my newsletter, I'll give you 10% off. Easy. Done. Right. Yeah. And it, especially because it's on it's for digital products only, so it costs me nothing. Yeah. 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 Well, so yeah. That brings up a question I got for you guys. Oh, Have okay. you gotten on like Facebook or Instagram or anything where somebody writes at everybody and then a message? to everybody that's in that specific group or what have you, and then you receive it? No. Yeah, I have no idea what we're talking about. Oh, okay. I'm only yeah, in... Groups I'm in it, and I get that. And it'll, they'll, they'll start it with at everybody, and apparently that sends the message out to everybody within that particular group or, um, you know, like oh. Facebook has groups. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not a big Facebook user. No, um, but I've never been in a group where anybody's done that before. Yeah, let's, I just noticed it recently. Let's we'll start a test group after the show. We'll make like a mm -hmm. group with the three of us in it, and then see. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. 
That'd so, be a good. Uh, there might be some value. I know some creators have like Facebook groups mm-hmm. that they create in order to, you know, or Instagram about, groups. Or Instagram groups, yeah, something. I guess that's what the whole broadcast channel is. On that's Instagram. what it is, yeah, broadcast channels. That would annoy Nobody the shit out of those. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Bailey said in the chat right now, you see it a lot on Discord groups, too. That's true. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So huh. that just puts it up in front in front of the people. That's like a hack or whatever, a shortcut to put your yeah. message at the top, I guess. True, true. I still don't even know what a broadcast group is. They always ask me to create one, and I'm just like, no. No, thank you. Not interested. Another useless Instagram feature to take mm-hmm. time away from doing something that actually makes me money. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, well, uh, Derek, you said that we got a, we had a question submitted for the podcast, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. If y'all want to go ahead and answer that here and not in the after show, we can do that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll answer it because they might not yeah. be a patron. Yeah, oh, I dropped it. Deal. I dropped it in the the spreadsheet or the uh, question. It's at the last one. Oh, okay. You got it. Okay. This is from Dom from M Inspired Living. Oh. He, he said, "Who would win a steel cage tag team match between For the Gram and Off the Cut?" Oh. <laughs> there are three of us there are three of us i've met vic and dom in real life and they're both big strong guys yeah we have height on them though we definitely have reach but dom's old true <laughs> true i mean he is 70s and 80s music he's he's pouring epoxy all over cassette tapes like how old is how old is this guy how does he even figure out how to get on instagram and send us questions we can settle you know this what bench con uh, yeah, it's true. We could settle. I don't think they're gone. Fun. Oh, we oh, should ask them. I, I yeah, I think they stopped go. I that's where I first met both of them was the first time I went to workbench. Yeah. Um, I think we would. I think we'd have them on reach. They couldn't even hit us. We could just stand back <laughs> and utilize our long arms. Yeah, we do have we do have very long appendages, <laughs> and by <laughs> mean arms and legs. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, I th- I think we could win. We got three people. We got the height. That's true. But they've got age. They've got yeah, age. they've got experience. They've got experience. Yeah. And I think I think they both have better voices than the two of us. That's true. That's unarguable. Sure. But that doesn't really get you much in a cage match. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but Dom could sing. <laughs> Dom's a huge singer. Fair, fair, beautiful voice. Voice of well, an angel, some say. Yeah, I've gotten people that that will like leave comments or whatever, and they're like, Your voice is so soothing. I was like, Really? I feel like my voice is very abrasive and obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, take a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we probably all feel that same way about ourselves. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I, and everybody hates their own voice because you hear it differently yeah. in your own head and then you hear right. it recorded and you're like, oh, this is not what I'm used to. And there's an <laughs> immediate aversion to it because of that, I think. You're like, oh, I sound yeah. like Jason Ben. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this called a night. Oh, God. So, well, I think it's time that we head over to the after show. Sure and, is. Uh, 
we want to express our condolences to anybody who listens to the Green Suitors podcast. It is the worst podcast in our space, and it is available on Apple and Spotify. You will be missed. And you can check out For the Grand too while you're at it. Yeah, check out For the Grand. That's actually a good podcast. Ooh, a, we should have like a three-way cage match. <laughs> mm. Can you imagine if we had what we got three here, three on Green Suitors? That's six. If we had an eight-person podcast. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm thinking out loud here. Are we the youngest woodworking podcast out there? I don't know. Well, so there are probably ones that pop up. Yeah, yeah. Some of the kids out there. Yeah. I wonder That's if there's like a Gen Z woodworking podcast. Nobody knows. Like, podcasts. People are like, oh, you listen to wood dowel podcast i don't know what that is <laughs> because there's no discovery like unless one it's of true. your friends tells you about a podcast yeah you have no idea yeah. which is a shameless plug for us to tell you guys to tell your friends about this podcast so we can grow this thing get bigger better guests and uh we're trying to get keith johnson on but he said he won't join unless we get 10 more Patreon subscribers. So you guys want to hear Keith. Damn it. That's what we got to do. Okay. Share it all. And it costs you nothing. Tell your friends. Tell right. your friends. Tell Kelly Clarkson. Tell your grandmother. <laughs> share. Yeah. Just, just share everything with your grandma and it's going to show the algorithm and they'll start spending this out there more. That's right. Shares is what everybody's looking for. That's the number of key, key metric on every social platform is shares. We need to go on a viral sticker campaign where we send out millions of stickers and have people just plaster them absolutely everywhere. I like it. Airdrop them over a major city. You know what I should do? Have you ever been on an airplane where, like, as soon as you land, somebody (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) As soon as you land, somebody tries to like airdrop photos and stuff. Oh yeah. We should airdrop. When we're at Workbench Con, we oh, that's should such a good idea. We should airdrop for the Off the Cut podcast. Okay, okay, I like that. Stand that in the really middle and idea. throw them all in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh especially good. the we yeah we could do a literal airdrop too because last year the, our hotel room was up really high. Yeah. And for people who haven't been to Workbench Conference, it's like there's a big atrium in the middle of this hotel, and all the rooms look down on it. It's yeah. got to be like 25 stories or something. Oh like yeah. That. Oh yeah. So we could just go to the top and throw out stickers. <laughs> I'd be down for it. But so then it'd have our out. names on it. Yeah, we might get kicked out, but we'll do that on the last day. That's fine. We'll yeah, never return to workbench Connie again. <laughs> yeah. Just go down the hallway and slap a sticker on every door as we go by it. That too. That too. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad no idea. way it could possibly get back to us. Yeah. <laughs> not a chance. No way. Well, uh, we will get back to you guys next week with a special guest. Yeah, but you'll have to wait to learn who that's going to be. You'll see. You'll see in one week. Yeah, you'll see in one week. But if you want to hang out with us, head over to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. And uh, we're going to head over to the after show. I've got some grievances to air. I got grievances too. <laughs> this yeah, is going to be a good one. I've always got grievances. I know all of the grievances and we've got questions, some good questions, some woodworking questions for all of you people. So until then, 
we'll catch you next week. And See tell everybody. your grandmother I said hi. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. See you guys.